Hello everyone, I'm Al Grego and this is the Yes We Are Open podcast. Kitchener, Ontario, about 100 kilometers west of Toronto off Highway 401. Kitchener is the largest of three cities that make up the regional municipality of Waterloo, also known as the Tri-Cities. The other two are Waterloo and Cambridge, although Kitchener and Waterloo are most often referred together as the Twin Cities. Confusing, I know. With a population of over 250,000, Kitchener alone is the 20th largest city in Canada. But, as they're almost inseparable, Kitchener-Waterloo is considered Canada's 10th largest metropolitan area. Now for the fun stuff. Perhaps what Kitchener is most known for is their annual Oktoberfest celebration. A nine-day Bavarian festival said to be the largest outside Germany, which culminates in the annual Canadian Thanksgiving Day Parade the only major parade on Canadian Thanksgiving. It's televised nationally. The festival brings in an average of 700,000 people. Given this, it should come as no surprise that many of the early settlers of the area were Pennsylvania Dutch, and the city itself went by the name of Berlin, that is, until a 1916 referendum where the residents voted to change the name to Kitchener. I wonder what was happening at that time that could have soured them on the name Berlin. Kitchener's economy is rooted in manufacturing, finance, and insurance. But in recent history, it has diversified to include digital media and health science clusters. The latter, no doubt thanks to the University of Waterloo's Downtown Health Sciences campus and McMaster University Satellite Campus for its Michael DeGroote School of Medicine. I'm driving along a main thoroughfare in the north end of the city. I pull into a driveway of a nondescript bungalow. As I pull in, a man steps out the front door with his dog. You wouldn't know it, but this is the headquarters of this week's merchant, Matriarch. That's Ankush, and a beautiful Bernese mountain dog named Bentley. Once I pass Bentley's sniff test, literally, Ankush welcomes me into the house, and we settle into his office for his interview. Hi, my name is Ankush Rana, and I'm founder of Matriarch, which is an activewear brand based in Waterloo, Canada. When did uh, Matriarch open? Uh, 2019. 2019. That's right. So not, not very long ago. Right, it's just fourth year. But yeah. just before the pandemic. That is exactly right. So I'm originally from India. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually moved here in 2018. Okay. So my first job here was at Planet Fitness, which is a gym. My actually background is hospitality and I've done masters in business management as well. Okay. Um, I chose gym because I saw the potential of number of people coming to the gym and how many connections I can build mm-hmm. for future for my business. So that's exactly what happened. I started as a team member there and within a couple of months I was promoted two, three times. And sure. within a year and a half, I was the general manager of the location uh, mm-hmm. at Cambridge. And we had a member base of 4,000 people there and I signed up almost 35 to 40% of them. Wow. And... Um, I knew so many people from so many different fields. Mm-hmm. Um, that's exactly when this idea came to my head. 
already knew I want to start a business, but I wasn't sure like which stream of business I want to go into. So me and one of my friends, Jake, we always used to talk about, okay, we what are the potential businesses we could start in the current market? And one day we were just talking and this idea came to my head. I was like, I work here. I see so many people, mm-hmm. you know, wearing activewear mm-hmm. and then they feel really good about it. You right. know, when they buy new clothes yeah. uh, and they go to gyms, uh, when we used to sign up members, mm-hmm. we, we would take them on a tour. We would talk, you know, if they were a member before their goals and all that stuff. A lot of people would say, okay, like I signed up now, now I need to go and buy some gym clothes. Right. So that's how it popped up in my head. I was like, okay, there is a potential and I know so many people here. Before you started this, did you have any background in clothing? I did not have a background. So how, how, I mean, I I understand that you thought it was a great idea. Right. How did you get started then? Without a background, what did did you do? It was one year research. I started 2019. So Mm -hmm. behind the scenes, I started 2018, basically. Um, Obviously, I did a lot of research. Now it's everything is digital. We have so much data, so many resources online. And you see Activewear becoming a billion dollar industry. It's booming. A lot of people are getting into fitness. More gyms opening. That means more members going to gyms and then that means they need more active wear. Obviously, there are brands, big brands like Gymshark, Alphalete. We have some Canadian brands as well. But either the prices are they are based in UK or States, taxes, shipping. Not everybody can afford that. So Mm -hmm. my idea was to sell something uh, which is really good in quality, in terms of quality, and uh, sell them at affordable prices. Mm -hmm. So that that was the idea there. I tried finding manufacturers. I tried in Canada. The prices were way too high because of the labor cost, how it works in Canada. And the second challenge in terms of manufacturing Canada was the fabrics. Most of these fabrics like spandex, polyester, and nylon, they are produced in Asia. And Canadians also imported from them and the cost was kind of over the board for them and they charge right. me a higher price. So as a new business, as a startup, nobody's going to pay me $100 for a pair of leggings. Sure. Yeah. So then I started looking manufacturers in Asia. So I do have my manufacturers in Hong Kong where most of these brands get their stuff manufactured. What I did was I started ordering samples. Then what, what I would do since I was working in the gym uh, I know so many people who are working out every single day I would give them the samples I would tell them to try it out uh, give me feedback so we did that for a couple of months yeah. so many different people different shapes different size they would give me feedback yeah. and then uh, we finalized like two or three manufacturers their quality was good they, they were delivering what they promised online and then we started working yeah. with them You mentioned uh, we, so you have a partner, Rashad. How do you guys work together? Like I said, my background is hospitality. So we trained back home like 12 years ago um, mm-hmm. in a hotel and then we became good friends. And then yeah. back uh, in India, back in India. Oh, that's okay. right. Mm-hmm. And then he was already here. Mm-hmm. Um, then I moved. We started staying together. We really, he's my best friend here. Hi, my name is Rashad Damija. I'm the co-owner at the Matriarch brand here. What was your first thought when Ankish came to you with the idea? He didn't come to me ever with the idea. It was more so like, you know, he was doing his thing and I was kind of always involved. As he said, like, we've always lived together. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of always involved in like, I, I always knew what was going on. He didn't ever have to like come up to me like, hey, do you want to invest in this kind of thing? It was always like, I knew what was happening in right. the background. And to be honest, I was scared at first. Sure. Um, because I think it's a very com- 
competitive space that we're in. But um, what I truly saw in the in the brand was um, Ankush's vision. Mm-hmm. As he said from day one, he was so sure. It almost makes you like, like, am I missing something? Like, you know, what, like, why are you so sure? Like, you know, and that's the kind of like, and I've always believed in him as a person. Sure. I handle most of the finances for the most part. And then as Ankur said, I, he uh, kind of utilizes me wherever he needs me. He's a creative guy on the team. So I let him do his thing. I I know given, but where I, I think is necessary. He's the face of the company. I just started to keep a low profile and help out with finances, inventory and, you know, back end kind of stuff. And if there's like, let's say pop-up shops and stuff, I'll go run those uh, every now and then. Um, that's, that's more so my role. I get a manufacturer in Hong Kong okay. and we have designers, they design and we take inputs from our manufacturers as well. We take feedback from our customers or influencers or athletes we work with. We take their feedback. We basically talk to our designers then and then we get the tech packs to our manufacturer and they manufacture. We get it here in Canada. We sell it all across Canada. So it's your brand. Then. That's so right. You're not reselling another brand. No. This is, no. Your, this is made for That is correct. Your, des- your designs. Right. I think it's very important to tell you uh, the reason behind Matriarch and I'm sure you've seen the logo which is an elephant so there are two parts to it Uh, so when I was thinking of the name uh, my grandmother passed away actually so while I was in the process of you know getting started she was kind of a leader of my family and Matriarch it actually meaning is a female elephant which leads the whole pack and she takes the decisions she she takes care of the family you know so it was basically uh, dedicated to my grandmother and all the women out there because most of the active brand now it's kind of changing obviously but I I would say three four five years ago uh, the lead faces in any active brand were men so my idea was to have the lead faces as women. So we do have men too, but I would say 70% of the stuff we sell is women. And the second part is the logo is elephant. Right. It's because I am inspired from the personality traits of an elephant, okay. which is strength, patience, uh, intelligence, honor, pride. I did not just want something catchy, you know. Right. It, it actually has some meaning. I do have this tattoo on my arm too. Oh, wow. So yeah. it just, it's something really close to my heart. It means something to me. And I feel most of the people have these qualities in them. We just discover them when we get stuck at different stages in life. Right. So the whole idea is to uh, make people feel good and live good. So mentally, physically, both ways. Very good. I'm looking at the logo and it is a great brand. Uh, it's, a, it's a strong looking brand. Thank you. I'm still working. The reason is obviously the company is growing and I don't want to take a big paycheck and stop the growth of the company. Like we still pump money in it. Uh, For example, last year uh, we started working with winners. So, Mm -hmm. They're, oh, that's, yeah, that's a big deal. So, thing. Yes. <laughs> so we, we are like uh, consistently taking orders from them and then um, the orders are getting bigger and bigger. Okay. So that's a lot of volume there. Yeah. You know, we have to sell. At what point did you maybe think, oh, this is a viable business. This will work. Since day one. Since day one. <laughs> I never, never mm-hmm. was unsure of it. I knew it's going to take time. I sure. knew there will be challenges. Mm-hmm. But there was never a day where I was not motivated about it. Quality was there since day one. It was just uh, initially was word of mouth. Now we are, we have that presence where people buy online because mm-hmm. it's been three years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have done our uh, fair share of marketing now. Mm-hmm.
up next? Ankesh and Rishabh have started a business in a highly competitive industry of activewear with the daunting task of creating a name for themselves amidst some pretty large players. They've created a great brand, but will that be enough to cut through the noise? Will they be able to weather the pandemic that's about to hit? Stay tuned to find out. You're listening to Yes, We Are Open. Ankush Raina moved to Canada from India with the dream of starting his own business. He didn't know what that business was going to be at the time, but when he finally saw the opportunity for an affordable activewear alternative, he jumped at the chance to create Matriarch. Now he and his business partner Rishab are running this young activewear brand from their home while still working their day jobs. Matriarch is beginning to show its promise, landing a big deal with winners. But things are about to take a turn with COVID. Gyms are about to shut down. And their pop-up stores are about to take a forced break. With few options to market their new brand locally, how will Ankush and Rishab's business survive? Let's listen to find out. If I were to ask you, uh, Ankush, uh, right. about any time uh, in the last three years right. that something happened that maybe threatened to shut Matriarch down, uh, what, what would that be? So, yes, when COVID happened, mm-hmm. um, obviously, we were pumping more and getting in. Yeah, probably class. less than right. 50-60%. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when Rishabh and I had a discussion issue, like, how do we move forward? Right. What can we do better? It was never that, oh, shall we shut it down? Like, mm-hmm. we're not making money. It was, we never had that conversation. Obviously, he's more into finance and he would look right. at the numbers like, hey, I'm going to spend this much on marketing. Yeah. We have this much inventory and we're not moving a lot, you know? So he would give me his input, like he comes from a finance background. Sure. So maybe I should ask him. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I kind of t- to tie into Ankush's story, I guess, um, you know, the kind of service and the kind of dream he has, we never wanted to compromise on that. Mm-hmm. And there's costs associated with that dream, right? So when COVID happened, that was a very tough time when, you know, people who, you know, we were connecting with on a very local level, there was not much other than that. Um, it was very tough to get out there. There was people were scared and, and rightfully so at that point. Yeah, um, so, you know, the business really took a dive at that point, but um, it was always, you know, how do we get ahead? And if we, you know, sure, let's say we were bleeding money, we never were like, okay, let's shut it down. We were always like, okay, how much do we got to put in to keep it alive? Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like it was like a, it was like a child to us at the end of the day. And uh, we just kind of, you know, stayed through the process and believed in, um, you know, what we were doing. And uh, we came out uh, doing okay from there. Mm-hmm. But COVID, I'd say, really did us in. And uh, we didn't have a lot of support in because we were a new business. So we, sure. didn't, have, we didn't have a lot of support from the government either mm-hmm. um, because they had some criteria as to, you know, you got to do this, this, and this to be able to qualify for this grant right. that we're given you. But uh, there was not none of that for us because we were on the newer end of uh, things. So there was not revenue to show from previous years that would qualify us even yeah. though even if we were doing revenue now that wouldn't qualify us yeah. but so how, did, how did you finance it did you have savings second mortgage uh, credit cards what did you do lines of credit man like yeah. uh, and savings at the same time uh, yeah. and like we've um, i think we do okay both of us uh, you know kind of saving saving uh, for a rainy day mm-hmm. um so we basically dumped everything into it we had and then um at the same time, you know, if you had to borrow, we had to borrow, and the, like we don't take a salary out of the out of the business just right. yet, just to you know, kind of keep it healthy and keep it growing. All we, we did was like we would take off whatever interest was accrued on that um, business would pay all those expenses, yeah. and whatever was left left was back into the business. Okay, 
so COVID hits, and I mean, for a certain amount of time, at least, <clears throat> there was uh, lockdowns and stuff, so right. pop-ups couldn't happen. What did you guys do to keep the word out there? So that's when we started running ads, Facebook, Instagram. So I started doing online courses and mm-hmm. how to do that. Um, so basically, there are campaigns you could do just to gain traffic, mm-hmm. where people just look at your website. Maybe hundred thousand people look, and right. thousand people would add to cart, and maybe twenty people would buy. Mm-hmm. So I started running those ads, and then we started getting more traction again. Then we started getting orders. We never had that conversation. The reason was whenever we had a challenge and we saw, like, we realized that we're not getting enough sales. Mm-hmm. It was always about, you know, introspection. What are we doing wrong? So every time we would have that conversation, we'll, we'll come up with a mistake we were making. For example, initially our size chart wasn't correct. Mm-hmm. Fix that. Our catalog photos were not the best. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, Product descriptions were not the greatest. Mm-hmm. Payment gateway, mm-hmm. um, website speed, you know, it's just like any sure. startup, you make mistakes. So we kept learning all those things mm-hmm. throughout the cycle. So every time we felt like we're not getting enough sales, we always like looked in the mirror like, I don't think we deserve it yet. Right. You know, we need to fix these things so mm-hmm. that people, when they look at our website, people didn't know us. They need to look at the reviews. They need to look at the effort we have put into making this website catalog descriptions if they don't see that why would they buy it why would i buy it from a random you know online shop so first thing is aesthetics so if it doesn't look very nice i'm sure you're not gonna browse it yeah not for more than 10 seconds and then second thing is price then reviews we it, the times have changed now people do their research and then buy they have so many options especially when it comes to online shopping so we always like try looking in the mirror and saw like okay, realize this is the mistake we're making and we fix this, then we can expect more. So we never like, oh, just because we are putting money, it's been a year or two, why are we not getting millions of dollars of sales, right? It was never like that. We were always, always um, doing like a reality check every couple of months. Like this is something we need to get better at. We started doing that and we started seeing the results, you know. So Hudson Bay, mm-hmm. they, we, they approved us um, two meetings and then by looking at our website. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. If, if it was the same website we used in the first year, it was a rejection within less than five seconds. Before we had the terminal from Monetis, right? And then it was just, everything was normal. We were going to pop-ups, we were getting decent sales and we would pay for the fee when COVID happened. The terminal sitting at home and we obviously don't want to pay. Like just one call um, and they're like, don't worry, we are freezing your account. You don't have to pay anything. Mm -hmm. Just update us when we start using the terminal. So that was a really good experience because Mm -hmm. I tried calling my car insurance and like my banks, like, can you do this? They're like, no. You have to pay for insurance company. You have to pay full. And when we called Mineris, it felt really good that they're understanding the situation. Even though I'm in a contract, yeah. they're like, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. Amazing. Coming up after the break, we find out what the future holds for Matriarch. At Moneris, we empower merchants to keep doing business their way. 
while we handle the payment processing our way. What way would that be? The safe way, the always connected way, the awesome integrated tools to help you make more money way. We know your business never stops, so you deserve products that never stop working. That's why we're committed to providing our merchants with a payment partner that works just as hard as they do to make every sale. Moneris, proud partner of small Canadian business. Welcome back to Yes, We Are Open. Matriarch has successfully navigated their way through the pandemic, thanks to a lot of hard work, introspection, and the never-say-die attitude of their co-founder, Ankush. They've closed a couple of pretty big deals with Winners and the Hudson's Bay Company, with a few more on the way. The future looks bright for Ankush and Rishop's business. How bright? Let's find out. What does the future of Matriarch look like? Well, last year we started working with Winners, so Mm -hmm. that was um, a really good add-on. That was a big deal for Mm -hmm. sure. They were giving us a good amount of volume. And then Hudson Bay happened just last week. Uh, Even Um, bigger deal. (laughs) It's even, I think it's one of the biggest deals because they have approximately 25 million visitors every single month Mm -hmm. on their website. It's the sixth largest uh, retailer website. And it's one of the most searched websites in Canada in terms of retail. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's a big deal to be on that platform because uh, right now it's, uh, for for activewear, they have Nike, Puma and Under Armour and Adidas and fifth would be our brand. Really? So that's it. So you'd be up with the big boys then. Exactly. Yeah, that's amazing. And we for sure know our qualities mm-hmm. really, really good. Yeah. Uh, it's competitive and prices are way better. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure we'll, we'll get a lot of traction and sales from that platform. And then once we do well online, uh, they have already approved, approved us uh, for the stores as well. So if we do well online, we should be in the stores very, very soon. Other thing was something we're already working on, a move towards a sustainable direction in terms of mm-hmm. fabrics. Right. So right now what we have is, is 70% uh, like recycled mm-hmm. polyester spandex material. But at the end of the day, chemicals are still being used, water yeah. is still being used. So we are in the next couple of months, we will be uh, moving in that direction. We want to fully convert all the products into sustainable ones. Mm-hmm. In terms of future as well, so the two ideas, so we are inspired by the nature side of it, like mm-hmm. elephant, and then there are there is a vision of helping people physically and mentally too. Right. So that's the whole idea of the company. So getting sustainable, it was already on the books for us. So mm-hmm. we're working on it next couple of months, we will be there. Um, and the second part of that is um, there is a wildlife trust. It's 45 years old. It's mm-hmm. called Sheldrick. It's based in Kenya. They have their office in US and UK too. Mm-hmm. We recently partnered up with them. Mm-hmm. Um, that was more tougher than getting in Hudson Bay. And, really? Uh, yes. Wow. Because they mean business. They don't just partner up with any business mm-hmm. uh, just because you're going to give them a donation from right. your sales. Because a lot of people actually do that to, yeah. to get social proofing yeah. and like get respect in people's side, but they actually don't care. So they're very protective of who they are. Exactly. With. So it was our vision. It was our idea. Mm-hmm. They, they realized that we actually care about it. Mm-hmm. We actually want to do this and then they accepted us. Mm-hmm. So we haven't made the announcement yet, but oh. we will be donating 5% of our sales to the trust um, on every single sale we make. Primarily, they, they protect elephants, but mm-hmm. they have other animals as well that take care of them. Right. They have a team of professionals. Um, they have saved, I think, more than 200 elephants so far. And then there are other animals as well that take care of mm-hmm. it. So we will be um, doing our contribution there. That's towards nature and uh, saving planet earth and on the other hand uh, business side of things we definitely want to make it a global brand
I'd say, you know, we've, we've done really well in, in our last few years um, in terms of, uh, you know, when we're from where we started to where we are today. Um, you know, COVID happened and, you know, sometimes just things have a way of working out and that kind of slowed us down a little bit. But, uh, you know, timing just... It, sometimes something's just happen when they're supposed to happen yeah. and things are happening now and um, you know, I think trust and believe is, is the big part of the key um, the key here I'd say is uh, you know, just believe in and as I said from day one just believe, believe, believe and you'll make it happen I think that's, that's, that's the biggest thing um, I take from our brand You formed this company and you named right. it HR and in part it was to honor your grandmother. Right. If she was still around, what do you think she would think of this right now? I think she would be really proud of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually him too, he is kind of similar to my grandmother in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think the way we started, like we both are immigrants in this country, right? Mm-hmm. We came with no connections. We came with no like a million dollar investment or money in our account. So first thing is the connections we have made. Uh, we're really proud of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're actually good connections with people. We, we sit with people, we hang mm-hmm. out with. They're all kind of hustling mm-hmm. to you know move their way up and we support each other. Taking a risk like that, you don't have a background, but right. you, you're doing your research, you're, you're willing to make mistakes, you're actually willing to fail mm-hmm. and learn and then move forward. I think we, we come from a country, it's, it's almost 1.4 billion people, it's got throat competition there. Mm-hmm. Even, forget about being successful in the business, even in getting into a nice school is a challenge. Right. You, you don't get unless you have 95%. You know, getting into a college, getting a nice job which is going to pay you well is a challenge. So that's the kind of country we come from. So when we came here, we worked really, really hard and we knew this is the only way. And you work hard here, you you, you move forward in life mm-hmm. here. It's, it's like lower population. Yeah. There are more opportunities. Mm-hmm. And then we were just willing to take the risk. Right. A lot of people don't do that. They have dreams, they have vision, but they don't execute. I think we executed. So if my grandmother was alive, she would be really proud of uh, me and him seeing what we did here. Mm-hmm. But not surprised, probably. Not surprised, right. 100%. Thank you very much. That's the story of Matriarch. Now, I need to apologize for something I said earlier in this episode when I said Ankush had a dream to start his own business. We usually love to hear the stories of people's dreams coming true, but in this case, the word dream diminishes this story's outcome. It makes it sound like it wasn't a foregone conclusion. To Ankush, it was. His wasn't a dream, it was a plan. And from the day he set foot in Canada, he began executing on that plan. Instead of getting a job in hospitality or business, which was his background, he got a job at a gym because he knew he needed to make many genuine connections and quickly. Everything he did, he did it with this ultimate goal in mind. Fast forward to later when Matriarch was up and running, when Ankush and Rashab faced the challenge of the pandemic, they could have easily been excused for giving up and blaming the overwhelming and real obstacles in front of them. But instead of pointing fingers outward and casting blame, they looked inward and got to work on getting better. If things weren't going their way, it was because they didn't think they deserved it yet. Now that was a particularly poignant moment in this story. They didn't deserve it. Not yet. In a time when we often look for instant gratification or success, in this case, against mounting odds, they didn't deserve to succeed yet. That was their self-evaluation. Think about that for a minute. And then you'll understand that this isn't a story of a dream come true. This is a story of a well-executed plan still in progress. All evidence suggests the plan is working, 
Matriarch has a bright future ahead of them, and Ankush's grandmother would have had plenty to be proud of, but she wouldn't have been surprised. Yes, We Are Open is a Moneris podcast production. I'd like to thank Ankush, Rashab, and Bentley for taking the time to share their story. You can learn more about Matriarch at thematriarch.ca. You can also follow them on Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, and YouTube at The Matriarch in You. For more information about this podcast, visit our site, yesweareopenpodcast.com. If you'd like to support us, rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a Canadian small business owner or know of one with an interesting story of perseverance to tell, I'd love to help tell it. You can contact me at podcast at Tune in next week for another story of small business struggle and survival on the Yes, We Are Open podcast. I'm Al Grego. Thank you for listening.